0: We have a great guest with us here today. I'm Brock Elliott with Elliott Group out of Kansas. Uh, I am Young Agent National Committee member here with the 2022 uh, Dan Fullrider Award winner, Ben
1: Rathbun. Ben, how are you today, buddy? I'm Ben Rathbun from Rathbun Agency here in Lansing, Michigan. I am the president of our third generation agency and proud to be here with you, Brock.
0: Great, buddy. I'm happy to, happy to be here with you as well. Excited for this. Ben is the, uh, the 2022 Dan Fullrider Award winner. The Dan Fullrider Award for Community Involvement is named in memory of Dan Fullrider, an avid philanthropist and former government affairs coordinator, membership liaison for the Independent Insurance Agents of Iowa. The award recognizes the big Eye member who has gone above and beyond the call of service to truly make a lasting difference in their community over the past year. Ben, I know um, I know you're extremely deserving of this award. You and I talk from time to time. Um, you're doing a lot of great stuff in your community, done a lot of great stuff with young agents, with your agency on its own and as an individual. Tell us a little bit about what you did for this award and maybe, maybe your proudest achievement in community service so far.
1: Thanks, Rock. So, You know, I actually, interestingly enough, have have two stories that kind of relate back to my involvement with the Big Eye and giving back that have that have happened in the last week or so. So we were super proud to receive the Dan Fullwider Award. We've we've really made community our brand, and community is is really a fabric of what we do here at the agency. And. When I came to the agency seven or eight years ago, I actually took all of our advertising away that's not a direct donation to a nonprofit. And so now every single way that we market our agency is through community, and we've really become known here in Lansing as, as being almost synonymous with community. And so when we received this award, I actually, I launched a foundation two days after my father died back in August. Um, he unexpectedly passed away from a heart attack. And so I kind of got thrust into, into being the president of the agency overnight. And I've had Three generations, my my grandfather and his brothers started the agency, and then my father was here for almost 40 years before he passed. And so I really have a a foundation of insurance Been sitting around the kitchen table talking insurance since I was five years old. Um, But part of launching the foundation was a way to give back in a way to give back that was outside of just the agency. And so the foundations, I'm primarily using it to provide opportunities for students of color in the insurance industry. And receiving this award, the Trusted Choice was generous enough to donate $3,000 to a nonprofit of our choice. And so selfishly, I gave the money to my own foundation. Um, and receiving tax-exempt status not too long ago, we actually had not made our first donation yet. And an opportunity presented itself on Friday, where I had someone in the industry I knew who had a close friend who actually passed away from cancer last week. He was 27 years old. Um, His name is Greg Hurst. Went to Olivet College. Um, Olivet College is a great insurance institution here in Michigan. It's where I received my MBA from, and they have a a very robust undergraduate RMI program. And so, in Greg's honor, um, Gretchen Humphreys, who's his other half created a scholarship in his honor. And so we were able to donate to the scholarship in his honor at Olivet College with the funds that we received from the Full Rider Award. So just really cool kind of full circle to come from receiving these, these funds for giving back and being able to use them to give back directly in our industry. So that's, that, that's kind of a cool full circle that came a week, a week after receiving the funds. That,
0: that's fantastic. Congratulations um, on your, your first donation. Congratulations on your nonprofit status. Those are, those are fantastic. Um, don't feel too bad about, about giving that award to yourself. I think it's well-deserving. It's a, it's a great cause. Um, I want to, I want to go back and touch on your donations to nothing but nonprofits. So I find it interesting that your career and my career parallel themselves so closely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm third generation as well. Uh, grandpa started dad's running it now, just like you. I've got to got to work very closely with both those guys. And, and now we're both here kind of in the same spot, and community service and giving back to our community is, is top of our priority list, right? A couple of years ago, uh, we worked with a nonprofit called Noah's Bandage Project, and I got a tattoo on my leg of it. And this, that's, that just tells you how important this thing is to me. You and I had a conversation a few years back after I did that, and you kind of explained your agency's process. There's you have a certain amount of quotes that you do of new business and, and and a percentage of that revenue goes to the nonprofit of your choice. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Brock. So I actually, I can't take credit for this one. I actually stole it from another independent agent in Michigan, who stole it from another independent agent in Ohio. Um, But we do a quotes for a cause program. And so starting in 2014, we started this program, and we currently donate $1,000 per month to a different local nonprofit. And now that we're in our eighth year, we've actually given over $60,000 away to local nonprofits. And we get a lot of feedback from our customers. We want to make sure that we're not just giving to organizations that we like, we're giving to organizations that our customers are passionate about. So it's it's really important to us that we get that feedback from the community. And I've been, I've been asked for years when I'm going to run out of organizations and local nonprofits, and I have a list of 50 of them still that I could give to. So that program has really kind of propelled us into, you know, being known as community, but it's also kind of created a nonprofit niche um, for our agency, which has been really cool. Something that else that I wanted to mention, I, I love the band-aid story and the tattoo story. And I think maybe, maybe you should tell everyone about that, Brock. I don't know if everyone here knows about your, your infamous tattoo.
0: I'm happy to tell the story. Our, our young agent chair each year uh, gets to pick the charity of their choice that we're going to that we're going to do for um, the Yak Gives Back Week, uh, which happens to be June 1st through the 10th this year. If you're going to take part in that, please use the hashtag TC a couple of years ago, uh, we partnered with the foundation, Noah's Bandage Project. Noah was uh, was a three-year-old boy um, that got diagnosed with, I believe it was lymphoma. And while he was in the hospital getting treatments, as you can imagine, they they took blood. They gave him IVs. They stuck him 100 times a day in 100 different places. And and he was a trooper about it every time. And he finally asked one of the nurses, he said, you know, you guys stick me 100 times a day. Do you have any fun band-aids at least? And she said, fun band-aids? What are you, what are you talking about? I don't know, superhero bandages, pickle band-aids, something like that. I'm just tired of these plain bandages. So Noah's parents started this foundation for him. They do two things. They, they one, collect fund bandages from one of the local hospitals here in the area. And two, they collect monetary funds for um, juvenile cancer research. We've partnered with them for a couple of years. The Young Agents Committee of Kansas has, has since moved on to do a couple of things. I still work with Noah's Bandage Project every year. I got a box of bandages right here, always collecting for them. Um, Brock, this is
1: the podcast. They can't see where your band-aids are.
0: <laughs> so anyway, when we when we did this a couple of years ago to really, really drum up as many bandages as we could, nothing better than a competition, right? We're all, we're all in sales of some kind and we're all competitive people. So uh, I challenged a friend of mine uh, who's also in the state. It started off with just, hey, um, your agency versus mine, whoever collects the most bandages, the other agency will buy lunch for them. And that just wasn't quite big enough for us. So we upgraded the next year and we said, hey, we're going to bet hair and we're going to bet beards and the loser's got to shave both of them. And I lost the first year and I had to shave both of them, which I didn't care for. So I came back with vengeance in year two and I said, we're going to up it even more and the loser has to get a bandage themed tattoo. Just thinking, you know, I lost whom last year. I can't lose again. Lo and behold, I got my butt kicked. I lost again and I got my bandage tattoo and it's the favorite tattoo that I've got. So good cause. I've got a great story to share with people about No Spanish Project. So um, I I loved every part
1: of it. You know, Brock, it's so cool to hear you talk about your involvement with that project years later. And I, I had a kind of full circle moment happen to me last week. We also in Michigan, our young agents chair gets to pick an organization when they're chair that we raise funds for. And the year I was chair, which it's been two years now, you know, we're getting old. I'm going to be 30 in October, Brock. And so I I selected Ellie's Place, which is a local place where kids can go if they've had a sibling or a loved one die. It's a a grieving center for teens and children. And so kids go to Ellie's Place for about two to three hours a week. And there's facilitators. I've been a facilitator there for about seven years. And we help lead those discussions with kids amongst their peers. They're broken up by age group. And it's really cool to be able to see the support that kids can give one another the support that just doesn't happen in the household because they don't feel comfortable necessarily always talking to a parent or guardian about it. And so I selected Ellie's Place as my organization. And one of the things that we worked on, our our big project for the year was creating grief backpacks. And so Ellie's Place realized that there was, there's such a need. And certainly through the COVID pandemic, we've seen this exacerbated tenfold. We, a lot of, a lot of our talk at Ellie's Place, I'm currently on their board is every death has really been a COVID death, if you think about it, from the last few years. And from that standpoint, not every death was caused by COVID, but due to the, due to the nature of our world right now, we haven't necessarily been able to have funerals like we normally do. We haven't been able to connect at the end of life and necessarily process those emotions in the way that we normally have been able to. And so these grief backpacks are actually given to school counselors to give to students when they come back to school that first day after a loved one dies. And it's full of a ton of different materials, different books and stress balls, and journals, and, and different things that can help them cope. And so I had a mutual friend a few weeks ago who introduced me to someone who is um, now now a fast friend. And when I met with her, she actually let me know that her father passed away um, about a week before my father passed away last August. And her daughter um, actually went to one of the school based programs for Ellie's Place. And she was just telling me all about how she absolutely loved all the resources that Ellie's Place provided to her. And lo and behold, the resources she was talking about were the, the grief backpacks that the young agents had created. And so it was just really, really cool to see that mission work in reality. Not only did the young agents get to support Ellie's place, two years later, I'm now getting to see someone who actually used the resources that we gave them. And so it's really cool to kind of see some of those things in community. A lot of times projects take a while for you, for you to really see the results and see the effect that they have. And I'm sure just with, like with Noah's Band-Aid project, you made people aware of it a few years ago, but that ripple effect is still still continuing on today.
0: Absolutely, Ben. And that's one of my one of my favorite things. That um, it got me involved with the young agents on the state level, and now it's kind of transformed to the national stage. the The young agents give back. week. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if if it's a nonprofit foundation like you and I have worked with. Um, it doesn't matter if you go down to your local food bank and donate some time. It doesn't matter big or small. It's it's that butterfly effect, right? Even the smallest the smallest gesture can make a big difference to somebody. Um, I think that's what this this week and and this event is is really about just doing, doing something for somebody in your community. You never know what kind of effect that can have. So shifting shift gears a little bit, we've kind of talked about the Rathbun Agency. We've kind of talked about Ben. Um, we talked about what you did as the young agent chair a couple of years ago. Um, tell me what Michigan is going to do this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have a wonderful chair, Leah Robinson. Um, Brock knows Leah. She's notoriously named Leah from Michigan But this year, the Michigan Young Agents are supporting the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation. So Leah's father is actually a firefighter himself. And so this year, we are raising funds to give back to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation. The 5K is going to be June 1st through the 10th this year. Really cool thing about our virtual 5K is it's giving us the ability to engage people all over the country. And so I know my year, we got people from all over the country. I think we had people from 11 states, and that's only grown as the years progress. And I think every young agents group all over the country is doing something, whether it's it's big or small. And I think one of the things that we wanted to really encourage people to do is don't feel like you can't do a project for Give because you don't have some big, grand idea. Um, little little acts of kindness go a long way and little things you can do in your agency can really, really make a big difference. And so even if you don't have anything planned, I know Give Week's coming up. Don't be afraid to, uh, to get creative and even start small and doing something and giving back.
0: Give Week, uh, it's going to parallel your event June 1st through the 10th. Hashtag TC Agents Give. We've had great success with it so far. Just hope that we can continue that. What else you got?
1: You know, I think we've talked about each of our agencies, but I think just talking about our industry really reflecting community as a whole. I think one of the things that really stuck stuck with me when I was speaking with my grandma, who was our first bookkeeper in our agency for several years. When my father passed, she brought up how he came to her when he was a teenager and they were very involved in their church. And he said, Mom, the church does a lot of good work, but why don't they get out in the community more? I wish that I could get out and actually meet people where they are. And so he made that his life's mission to get out in the community and do the work, not talk about doing the work, but actually actually doing the work. And I think our industry is full of people who are doing the work. I think we have a, a very noble industry. What other industry are you literally putting lives back together outside of healthcare? And I don't think that we necessarily give ourselves enough credit for the fact that we're really putting people, put, putting their lives back together at a time of crisis. I think our industry has been synonymous with community for so long. And if I look at you, Brock, and you know, people from different states that I've met through young agents, there's some cool people and there's some people with really big hearts. And I've met some really, really cool people in this industry. I don't think we do a good enough job of tooting our horn when we're talking to other people
0: So Ben, your, your comment of do the work, Uh, every time, every time I talk to you, I have, I have a new quote that I use the next six months nonstop and that's the new one, do the work. So you're talking, you're talking about just getting out in the community, um, and, and making an impact. So how, how do you, how do you stay motivated to continue to do that? How do you prioritize community service over what something that might be a little easier to do, you know, when you're, when you're just, you're feeling unmotivated, how do you keep that at the top of your list?
1: You know, I think community doesn't only drive our our agency as a whole, but it really drives our staff. And something that is really critical to me is to make sure that community is not just something that I'm doing, community is something that our agency is doing. And so what I oftentimes see is agency owners who are very, very involved in the community, but they don't necessarily share that with their staff or they don't involve their staff in that process. And so Being able to do that is has been really, really cool, you know, over over winter or over Christmas break, actually, um, I'm a part of a mentorship program at a local high school and we have a one on one mentor program where we meet um, every other week for 15 minutes virtually for an entire semester. And so I've really gotten to know a lot of these kids. And so over the Christmas break, they were running a project through National Honor Society where they were raising funds for an organization called Angel's House. They were supporting five pregnant foster teens. And so our agency actually decided to, instead of you know giving out a ton of gifts for Christmas, we broke our staff into teams of three. Each team got $150 and they all had to go out and buy from a list for a specific child and then we all met together had dinner shared everything we got and then we actually as a group got to go present those to all of the students and they could then present them as their own to, to the actual organization. It's not necessarily me just writing a check to an organization and saying, I'm gonna give you money to go buy these gifts. I, I was very intentional about involving my staff in that process and involving my staff in giving, giving it to the students so that they could give it away. Last year we turned 65 and we actually ran a campaign 65 for 65 years. So I gave each of my staff members $65 to donate to a nonprofit of their choice. And we did a whole write-up on our agency website, went out in our newsletter, on all our social media on why that specific staff member supported that organization. And the monetary value of that was not necessarily significant, but every staff member got involved in community. And it's not just me doing it or buying it as a team. I think as, in general, as an industry, we do a really poor job of investing in our staff And I don't think that that just comes from a monetary standpoint. I think we've woefully underinvested in education, but we've also woefully underinvested in getting our staff involved in the community work that we do. And so during Give Week, I would encourage other agencies to not only do something themselves or don't just you go to your state association, bring your staff, get your staff involved, see what they can do. And when we're in the middle of a talent crisis, you need everything possible to keep the team you have. And what better way to do that than to use the community so that everyone on your team feels invested. I think that not only makes my staff feel supported, but it also makes my customers feel supported. They see my staff in the community and they don't just see me out there sitting on a board. They see my whole staff getting out and doing a, a river trail cleanup or getting out and buying gifts for, for this organization. I feel like I've been rambling, but I'm going to... Oh step down off my soapbox now after I remind you all one more time to get your staff involved in your community service work.
0: Oh captain my captain I got goosebumps. That was a fantastic answer, Matt. That was eloquently put, that was perfect. Um well, what keeps you no, going, Rob? This is this is the easiest part of it for me. It's hard yeah, it's I hard to go that. make sales calls. It's it's hard to give people bad news. It's hard to tell people that hey this might not be covered. This is this is easy um getting out seeing people and helping them in any way that is that is my favorite part of this job um we're all very blessed to be in a position where we can go do that we have the time uh, we got the time to do it we have uh, the financial resources to do it um and we've got a team of people that are sitting right out there that want to be part of that as well and, and there's nothing that brings people um together closer than working towards one common goal that is that is only for the greater good None of us are going to benefit from this, but but somebody that really needs help, they are, uh, and we're in a great place to do that so this is it's it's easy for me to do this
1: well Brock, I think that's a that's just a great point to talk about when it comes to community being the easy part of what we do because I think as an insurance agent and insurance professionals, we talk to a lot of people. We have the opportunity to hear what's going on in our communities directly from the community itself, and I don't know i'm Our agency is very heavy personal lines, but I mean, we have four or 5,000 households insured. We're talking to people all the time. So many of the community projects we get involved with are things we hear directly from our customers in our community. And I don't know many other industries that you get to talk to the sheer volume of people that we do. That also presents an opportunity to listen and to listen to what the community wants. My mantra, and I, I think this is yours too, Brock, is people buy insurance from people they like. People have to buy insurance. People buy insurance from me because they like that our agency supports the community. There's not a week that goes by that I don't get someone who calls and when every person I ask, how did you hear about us? We heard about you sponsoring this festival or we heard you speak at this networking event for this volunteer organization. People see us out doing community and that's the number one way we get referrals, not only just from existing customers, but from people knowing that we support the community. And I think people care about that. And I think in a a digital tech world moving forward, where everything, we, we can so easily remove the human connection. It's so important that we as agency owners make sure that we're forcing that human connection. And I think so often we have agencies that are underinvesting in their staff because they think that it's a little bit cheaper to do something, not themselves. And I can tell you that I win accounts every single week because I have qualified account managers who are impeccable. They are intelligent and they care about my customers. And I was just talking to my commercial line supervisor yesterday. She was worried about an account that she wrote at an agency she worked for 10 years ago. She still wonders about what those people are doing and if they're doing all right. She doesn't even live in that community anymore. I think that's really cool. I think it's really cool that we have not only producers, but account managers on our teams that really legitimately care about our community. And I think our customers see that. And I I think that's a selling point. I think community for us is our number one selling point.
0: Ben that's a it's a fantastic point and there's there's nobody I mean we can, we call our account managers caretakers because that's 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 what their job is and they they have the biggest heart um there's nobody that's going to care more about your customers, your community, all of those people than your account managers. That's that is their their whole personality and their whole makeup. They just want to make sure people are okay. Ben I had a uh, I had a great time chatting with you today. I always do. We always have a good time. when We're able to get together. You sent me your calendar earlier today and you literally have something going on every hour of the day. so we probably don't get to talk as much as we should. But again, I appreciate your time today. Congratulations on your recent engagement. Tell the people the best way to find you. Uh, Websites, Facebook, Instagram, where are you at? How do we find you?
1: Absolutely. We are Rathbun Insurance all over the internet. Uh, check us out, rathbunagency.com. My foundation also launched. We have no web presence at the current moment, but stay tuned on that front. The For Good Foundation is certainly um, planning a lot of things now to, uh, to to give back to our industry. Where can we find you, Brock?
0: Elliott Group on, uh, on all platforms. Um, we're easy to find. If If you find the wrong one, just keep on going down the line. There's five or six of us in Kansas alone, but you'll figure it out.
1: We're luckily the only rep fund on agency.
0: <laughs> so ben, ben, one more time before we call it a day, June 1st to the 10th, Yak gives back, hashtag TC Agents Give. I'm excited to see what everybody does this year. Excited to see how your foundation continues to grow. Excited to see what Michigan Michigan, can, ac- can accomplish. You guys are a powerhouse when it comes to community service and, and the Young Agents Give Back program. Uh, excited, excited for the future. Glad to talk to you today. Happy to have met you.
1: Well, you know, Brock, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. You know, I'm, I'm so, so glad that I got involved through the big eye. And, you know, we all help our local communities, but we're certainly a big community ourselves. And being a part of this this national Young Agent community and getting to meet people like you has just been an absolute treat. So I'm, I'm blowing you kisses and giving you hugs from afar.
0: <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs>